You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It is Monday, June 21st. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Hope everyone had a great weekend and had a happy Father's Day, if you are, in fact, a father. So Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards is in blistering water or quicksand, as 24-7 sports writer Brandon Marcello aptly said last week. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast and saw the headline and decided to click in, you at least have bare bones understanding of what's going on in the last near week down at Arizona State. There's a lot that's built up to this. And basically what it all boils down to is during the NCAA dead period for over a year, Arizona State hosted athletes on campus in literal or not literal, but essential official visit style. They, they housed them. They found a place to house them at least. They took them on tours, showed them the facilities, took photos, all that stuff. That's, uh, of course, a violation. And not only that, but according to Yahoo Sports' Pete Thamel, there was an intense divide among the Arizona State staffers, the ones who said this is wrong and we shouldn't be doing it, and then the ones such as Antonio Pierce, um, co-defensive coordinator, who said we should absolutely be doing this. Uh, at least allegedly, according to to Pete Thamel. The way this came to light was the way that the Tennessee stuff came to light too, um, where you purportedly have somebody in the know sending in a package of information to the Arizona State Compliance Department. So there we are with Arizona State. And, And now the NCAA is involved. No one's really providing comment or confirmation or anything like that. But the expectation is that this could end very horribly for an Arizona State program that had really been rising under Herm Edwards and that had been making progress. And you've heard us talk about them before on the College Football Daily about how the Sun Devils are, you know, I think maybe the sleeper to watch in the entire Pac-12 South. This would obviously change that. There's going to be, the big question is Herm Edwards, when the official documentation comes to light, is he directly implicated as knowing everything that was happening? So far, it looks like he is. And then are they level one, level two, or level three violations? That's how bad is it, right? Is it is it something you can live with? Is it like, you know, a, a postseason ban kind of level three stuff? Or is it is it level one stuff that just scholarship reduction, reductions, postseason ban, every single staffer is, is nuclear, that kind of stuff. So there's a ton to unpack. There's it's it's a new story that we'll be covering until it ends. And, and to do that, I thought the best way to attack it would be to listen in onto a premium podcast that we have over at Sun Devil Source, which is 24-7 Sports' Arizona State site. It's a premium podcast between Chris Cartman and Mason Kern. This is usually only available for subscribers, and if you want the whole thing, you'd have to subscribe. It's an hour long. We've cut about 10 minutes worth, and it's going to start with the big question, as far as we're concerned, was Herm Edwards directly implicated in personally meeting with recruits, and then what sort of violations would that be? And don't forget, as college football fans know, the cover-up is worse than the crime. Chris Cartman's going to talk about that as well. And, this, and I, I think one of the more interesting things they do on this podcast is compare it to the recent football issues we saw at Tennessee, which feels eerily similar, and also at Arizona State rival Arizona, which had five level one basketball violations that eventually led to the firing of Sean Miller after three years of untangling that mess. So they, they've got comparables here. What was, what wasn't, what's different, what's not. And, and then we're going to jump ahead 
to another portion of the podcast in which Chris Cartman lays out the stakes here, and that is that every single person involved here could lose their job. If Arizona State's investigation, and if the NCAA as well, if one of those two parties gets the information they need, that's very likely the result of, of all of this. So listen in. Chris Cartman, Mason Kern, we appreciate them letting us use their premium podcast for today's episode of the College Football Daily. Enjoy. Herm Edwards was directly implicated in the Pete Thamel Yahoo Sports report in that he is was said to have personally met with recruits. And the thing that I can report is that someone who's a colleague of mine uh, told me that um, they were shown a picture by one of ASU's freshmen who enrolled in January. Um, this was several months ago that this interaction happened, but they were shown a picture of that recruit with Herm Edwards that had been taken prior to the recruit signing with ASU in December, uh, specifically in November. I have not seen the photo myself. I cannot corroborate that the photo exists, but it's a first person account of a colleague of mine who I have a long-term relationship with who told me that he saw a photo of her Edwards. Now, that, that in and of itself would be a level two or a level one violation, depending upon how the NCAA interpreted that, which would involve, um, uh, I think, uh, based upon my understanding and talking to people who are familiar with the way these compliance issues work in the NCAA infractions process, how widespread these things were, how orchestrated they were, how much of an advantage that they were deemed to have given ASU if they took place. So, um, you know, the, the, we're talking about allegations of a minimum of 30 level two violations. So that is a very serious matter that is, uh, that is being investigated. And the process by which this is going to be investigated at ASU um, will include compliance officials meeting with ASU staff members to essentially try to ferret out what that they what they know or what they what their individual um, perspectives are and knowledge or lack thereof of anything that may have happened that was impermissible. And to that end, ASU may decide to retain outside counsel to help its in, its investigation. Um, that has been done at other institutions that have been facing uh, or have faced uh, or continue to face uh, allegations of level one to level two type infractions. Right. And you mentioned other institutions that kind of segues into, is there any kind of comparable historical things that have happened in terms of ASU situation that we can look at as a guide for what might happen contextually with the Sun Devils. I mean, we saw Arizona basketball with their five level one violations and there's been others. Um, is there any specific thing that we can compare this to? Correct. So there were, as you say, um, you know, five level one allegations against Sean Miller. There was also a level two against the athletic department that those things combined led to um, 
you know, some findings or not, not findings, but allegations uh, of uh, potential lack of institutional control. Okay. And the one, the case that I think is, the, is, is probably most valuable for us to explore with ASU as a comparison possibly to ASU is what, what has happened and, and is ongoing at Tennessee uh, in the last year. So um, last November, there was reporting that, um, that Tennessee compliance was looking at um, pretty widespread allegations of um, impermissible recruiting benefits given, provided to recruits while they were on unofficial visits. Difference between official visits and unofficial visits. Official visits, of which every recruit is allowed to take up to five, um, those are able to be paid for by the school. So the airfare, the travel to an airport, from an airport to a campus, the hotel or lodging, the all of the meals, and anything else like that. And, and then um, also there's money that is give, allowed to be given to the recruits host to take them out, a small amount of money. I don't even know exactly how much it is, but we're not, we're talking like less than a hundred dollars, um, you know, as part of like um, just going out at night, um, you know, after as part of the visit on like a Friday or Saturday or something like that. So um, at what happened at Tennessee, is their investigation started last November into Jeremy Pruitt, who was the head coach at the time, and the rest of their staff. They retained an outside counsel to assist their compliance department. And it took about three months for the internal portion of that review to reach a place at which Tennessee decided to fire Pruitt and two of his assistant coaches and four other staff who, who work in recruiting uh, for what it found to be uh, uh, cause, meaning, yes, they were uh, serious violations of level three or, or above, level three to level one, somewhere in that range. Another part of this has to do with um, the transparency and the and and how ASU coaches or staff members are perceived to have been in their interactions with compliance and maybe even outside counsel. Meaning, if they are um, forthright, if they're deemed to be forthright, contrite, uh, and the violations are viewed as more level three to maybe level two, um, there is a possibility that some of these people may not lose their jobs potentially. Um, if they, uh, so what happened at Tennessee is it, there was a determination that they tried to cover up a lot of the wrongdoing. Uh, and, and that, um, uh, that aggravates the, the situation quite significantly as it's viewed internally and also by the NCAA and makes it much more likely that that people will lose their jobs over it at any place, you know, Tennessee or ASU or wherever. So if there is wrongdoing and if ASU coaches or anybody at ASU tries to circumvent the compliance process or is not revealing of their participation in anything that went on, and that is um, determined to be 
um, you know, inaccurate uh, or not a, a, a full um, admission of kind of whatever took place and in the individual's responsibility that would increase the, um, the potential punishment. So um, this is a very serious matter. Um, we are, we are talking about, uh, we're talking about an, a, a situation that could lead if these allegations are corroborated, not even all of them, even if just a, a, a number of them are, that could lead to um, a coaching change at ASU and, um, you know, a significant impact on the program up to and including, you know, pe penalties that could, at a minimum, would be like scholarship reduction, loss, um, a restriction of the number of coaches and or days that coaches could be on the road recruiting and or how many visits that they could be allowed to have or other uh, um, structural limitations in that regard. Um, and then beyond that, level one infractions um, are, you know, always come with um, post-season type of suspensions or bans, things of that nature, typically for more than one year. Okay. Thanks again for listening to the College Football Daily. We really appreciate Mason Kern and Chris Cartman being cool with us using the premium podcast, which is called the Sun Devil Source Report. And if you want more information, subscribe over there. Sun Devil Source, Arizona State's 24-7 sports website. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Let's see what happens with this story. We will talk to you Tuesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.